Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more body love insight, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide, How to Love Your Body Again, 10 Easy Steps to Stop Sacrificing and Start Living. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope that by now you've noticed my new awesome artwork, which I'm so, so, so excited about. I think it fits the podcast theme a lot better than the other artwork that I had with me and my sports bra and the barbell, because as much as I love squats, just like anybody else, it is not the focus of this show at all. This is a self-help, body-positive podcast where we talk about all sorts of fun things like disordered eating and flesh and bones and I don't think that artwork really um, exemplified the purpose of this podcast. So I hope you dig the new artwork. Um, I would love for you all to keep your eyes out on my website maddiemoon.com because within a day or so actually maybe a couple more. It's kind of hard to predict these things, but I will have a new website. Completely new. It's been in the works for two months and I'm really excited about it, but it's the very last stages of creating this new site. So making everything kind of perfect. So it it could be a couple days, it could be a week. So just keep your eyes open and head on over to maddiemoon.com at least in the next five days and then you can check it out. Remember that's M-A-D-D-Y, maddiemoon.com. Okay, so in case you haven't noticed, sometimes I like to post these podcast episodes on Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays. But it's rare that I do that, but sometimes I do. So be prepared to have some podcast episodes not only on Wednesdays. For example, this one is today because I had a special announcement to tell you guys that for today only. It's very time sensitive. So um, I have been working on a self-love Buck Books event, but what is Buck Books? For those of you that do not know, Buck Books is a service that hosts online uh, events in the Amazon Kindle store where a collection of books are set to 99 cents for one day only, and they all go along with a certain theme. So There's been a paleo event, there's going to be a motherhood event, there are vegetarian, vegan, raw food, real food, um, traveling, minimalism, all sorts of events with books set to 99 cents that all have the same common theme. So today only is the self-love book books event. My book will be in it, The Perfection Myth will be in it, it'll be only 99 cents in the Kindle store. And if you don't remember from episode 27, we had um, Casey and Heather on the show to talk about their book, Body Peace, which is very similar to The Perfection Myth, very body positive. But 
um, sharing insights and stories into their own experiences with disordered eating and restriction and fitness competitions and all that stuff. So um, Body Peace will be in it as well as a lot of other great, great books, actually 11 other books, including mine, um, including Live a Life You Love, Seven Steps to a Healthier, Happier, More Passionate You. Uh, WTF to OMG, The Frazzled Female's Guide to Creating a Life You Love, Love Your Body the Way It Is by Anne-Sophie Reinhardt, and a lot of other amazing books. But you can't see that, all the books that are involved in this event, unless you go to maddiemoon.com slash event. maddiemoon.com slash event. You'll be taken directly to a page where it'll say, self-love event, enter your emails, you enter your email, and then you'll have access to all the books to see which books are in this event. You guys, I've coordinated this whole event, um, and I made sure that the books that are in it are phenomenal. Every single one of these 12 books have something very special to offer you. I would not have made this event the way I made it if I did not believe that wholeheartedly. So please, one more time, if you're into this podcast, you like the message on the show, you need to go over to maddiemoon.com slash event, and that's Maddie as an M-A-D-D-Y. Hopefully by now you know that. Um, so get your 99 cent Kindle books. All right, so now you know about buck books. You know about my book being only 99 cents for today. What now? Now we're going to get on with the show. We're going to be talking about the five ways to begin intuitive eating today. If you're on my newsletter, I sent out a question a couple weeks back asking if you could wake up tomorrow morning and one thing was different, one thing was changed, what would that be? Wow. I was overwhelmed with the responses in the most amazing way possible. So first of all, thank you everyone who sent me back an answer to that question because I need those kind of answers to know how to make my stuff better and more applicable to your life. Because that's the whole purpose of this podcast, of my website. It's also that I am providing information that you want. So every time I ask a question like that and you respond, know that it's really doing a lot of good. And it's really helping me out with my message. So, for example, today's podcast episode is highly correlated to those answers and those responses that I received. A lot of you guys want to know how you can stop being obsessed with food and dieting and health and over-obsessing. So... That means intuitive eating and learning how to be back in touch with your intuition, your instincts, what your body's telling you, give me now, give me this, I want this. So how do we get back in touch with that innate desire to eat certain meals at certain times without letting your brain always get in the way saying, no, I can't eat that, it's only this this time, I can't eat that kind of food at this time, or I had this yesterday, I can't have it today, or I want it tonight so I can't have it right now blah, 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 all that jibber-jabber that is going on in your mind that you want to get rid of, you want to destroy, but where do you start? So I've got five key starting points, and then I'm going to offer you one last bonus that I think was actually a pretty important one, but it just came out as number six. So five plus one bonus. The first one is something you've heard pretty often, but I don't know if you've necessarily done it. And if you haven't done it yet, that is totally fine, but now is your time to do it. And that is get rid of your food scale and your body weight scale. Get rid of them both. Because these numbers are affecting you in so many different ways every single day. You see a number and that determines how you eat for the rest of the day. You know that. I know that. 
it's really hard to be able to weigh yourself and then not have it affect how you eat for the rest of the day. So getting rid of your food scale, that's kind of tough, especially if you're used to having, you know, four ounces of chicken at every single day at lunch, or if you're having um, a certain amount of salmon, if you have more salmon than that, then you're worried about the fat. Well, what if you didn't know? And what if you just let your body tell you how much you should eat? What would happen is my question for you. In your mind right now, you might be having thoughts like, well, if I don't weigh my food, then this is going to happen, or this is going to happen, or I don't know, I'll be out of control, I'll eat the whole plate, and I won't even know how much is on the plate. Oh, what happens then? Do I wake up fat? No, you don't wake up fat. You don't wake up fat. And the only way you will know that is if you give it a shot, and you put food on your plate, because if you've been doing this for a while, and you've been... If you've been measuring out your food, you know what this looks like. You know what four ounces looks like. You know what 10 ounces look like. You know this stuff. So why don't you trust yourself to just say, okay, well, I've got the knowledge. I've been doing it for a year, half a year. I've been doing it for three months or whatever. You know it by now. So just trust yourself to be able to put a good amount of food on your plate. And, you know, to be completely honest, there's not much of a difference between three ounces and six ounces. It's not going to affect you all that much. It's really not. Even though you're going to be hearing a lot of things on, if you read articles and they say, it really matters down to the last gram, it really doesn't matter. In the, in the big retrospect, it doesn't really matter. So getting rid of your food scale and letting your body tell you when it's full, because what if you put five ounces of chicken on your plate and you decide that you're really full at four ounces, but you just, you feel like you need to keep eating. You need to complete the meal because you're OCD and you're obsessive about completing things like me. Well, then you're still going against your body's desire. Why don't you just try to see how much you want to eat without numbers involved? And then the same goes for your body weight scale. Why are you still weighing yourself? And if you don't weigh yourself, then, you know, just listen to this part for reference for your friends or for someone you know in your life that can't give up that body weight scale. Because seeing that number every single day, it affects how you treat yourself, how you think about yourself, how you act for the rest of the day, if not the rest of the week or the month. For some people, like for me, for example, I used to weigh myself in the morning and if I did not like the number, I would be extra, extra, extra careful about how strict I was throughout the rest of the day. If I didn't lose a pound from the pound that I lost the week before, I would feel like a failure because I didn't keep it up. Okay, I lost one pound last week, but I didn't this week, so I must be a failure and I'm sucking at my diet and I'm not losing weight and this is going to happen and this is going to happen and none of that stuff actually happens. It's all in my head. And it really sucks to not like this number that you see on the scale and then not be able to go out to eat with your friends because you're scared of, of the, the mysterious calorie count because you don't know how many calories are in it. And you don't know if your workout could be able to cancel it out. So what, what would happen if you took away that factor? You took away the, the knowing of the, of the weight. A lot of times the fear that we cultivate in regards to our food all comes down to the fear that we've cultivated in regards to our weight. Take away the weight factor, and there's really not any reason to be scared of your food anymore. The two go hand in hand greatly. They are so intertwined, and if you take away one, then the other one just diminishes. So start with your weight. Take away knowing your weight, and then soon enough, It'll be a lot easier to eat intuitively and to know how much you want to eat. It doesn't matter. You won't need to weigh your food anymore because you know how hungry you are. Let your instincts come back. 
Don't rely on numbers to know when you are hungry and what you can eat and how much you can eat. Your body knows so much more than you. And I can speak from experience that the minute I got rid of my food scale and my body weight scale, complete honesty. This is honesty hour, okay? So I love, I mean, I, I, I've said this kind of before, but I love my body more than I have ever loved my body ever and I feel sexier than ever and I'm not kidding I'm not just saying that to be like you guys listen to me I know what I'm talking about I literally have the best time eating food now I have no stress I eat until I'm full if I have more food on my plate it's okay I put it away for later because I know it'll still be there I don't have to eat everything now because I'm not going on a diet tomorrow I'm not going on a diet tonight I'm not dreading the Friday weigh-in because there is no Friday weigh-in and because I don't have that Friday weigh-in I can eat whatever the heck I want and I stop eating when I'm full and I start eating when I'm hungry and I found this crazy beautiful place of equilibrium where my body just hangs out there's no weight fluctuation because I'm not dieting and I'm not binging and I'm not going all over the place with my food there's consistency and the consistency lies within my intuition that my friends, is the most amazing place to be. I would rather be here than be back in my fitness modeling days a hundred times over. I will always choose this this piece, this body. Everything about me right now, I would choose it over those days because those were dark days. And now I feel freaking alive. I feel good. I feel, oh, I feel so nourished. And this is what I want for you. I want you to feel nourished. And that's why I'm doing this special little podcast episode so you can know how to feel nourished. All right. Number two, stop eating by time. Stop eating every single three hours or stop thinking you have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You really don't have to. These food schedules were made by people long ago because of convenience, because of the times that their families could get together or whatever. But if you don't want to eat breakfast, you don't have to. If you don't want to eat lunch at noon, you don't have to. If you don't want to eat every three hours, you don't have to. If you don't want to intermittent fast and only have a six-hour window, God, you do not have to. Especially that, because that sounds miserable to me. But stop eating by hours and stop start eating by when your body says, feed me. If you could just start to move in the same direction, move with your body, not against your body, a lot of things start to come into play and start happening for you. That's a huge key. If you start eating at like seven in the morning and then you got to eat at 10 and then you got to eat at one. Well, your body's going to like get used to eating that way. So you might start eating that way for a while because you're naturally going to be hungry because your body's expecting food at that time. But if you're not happy with that, maybe just kind of break out a little bit. Don't feel like you have to have protein every single three hours. Start eating carbohydrates or an apple or not a full meal, but a snack. Work your way out of that by still feeding yourself when you are hungry. But if this schedule of eating every three hours isn't really making you feel all that great, then you can get out of it if you want. You have that freedom. Trust me when I say eating every three hours does not mean your metabolism is going to be super quick and fast and efficient and effective. No, heck no, I don't do that. I mean, sometimes I eat a snack every three hours. I mean, sometimes I do want a kombucha or some almonds or... Of course, like a tablespoon of nut butter or something. But I don't sit down for a meal every three hours by any means. I have my own meal system and I like eating the way I do. I generally eat three square meals a day because that is thoroughly what I enjoy. But if I didn't, I wouldn't do that. 
Like for example, when I go on vacation, I generally eat two times a day, a big brunch and then a big dinner because that's what keeps me like really full. And sometimes I wish I could do that here and now, but I like breakfast and I like it early because breakfast is delicious. But I'm not the kind of person that wants to eat every three hours and carry around my Tupperware. I will never do that again. And I swear to that because that was miserable. So I can't do that. But if you enjoy that, then go for it. You do what makes you feel best. But go by your stomach's cues, not just the time. If you're used to eating at 10 and you're scared to break out of it because you don't know what's going to happen to your body, give it a shot and see what happens. I promise you nothing bad will happen. Your body will not understand. It won't realize. In fact, it will be happy because it's finally like, yes, she's going to feed me when I'm actually hungry. Heck yeah. Happy day. All right. So that's number two. Number three is a super important one, and I can almost guarantee I'm one of the only people that are that is ever going to tell you to do this. Number three, don't bulk cook your food. <laughs> I know it probably sounds very opposite of what you hear, like bulk prep. It makes it so much easier to like eat throughout the week, blah, blah, blah. But okay, so there is a time and place for this. For example, if you have very limited time and you like bulk cooking, do it. Please, please, please don't think that I'm telling you these five things saying you must do this. I'm giving you five ways to begin intuitive eating if you so desire. So if you're looking to break out of the same old food routine that you're used to, then you can choose to listen to me. Don't take this as law or as rule. If you enjoy bulk cooking your food because it makes it convenient, then keep doing it. If you don't, and you're noticing that you are eating the chicken simply because it is in the fridge and it will go to waste if you do not eat it, then maybe consider what I'm saying could be good for you, could be healthy for you. Maybe you should stop bulk cooking your food if it's keeping you in the same old routine of eating every three hours and weighing your food because you weigh the perfectly little portioned chicken, broccoli, rice, Tupperware for the week. All of these things are super connected unless you haven't been able to break out in some sort of way. So you see one after another, they're all linked together. So if you stop bulk cooking your food, you might stop weighing your food to portion it. You might stop having to eat every few hours to eat said food that you, that you don't want to waste. So for me, for example, I don't like cooking meat daily. So that's one thing I do prepare in advance, but I don't have to eat it every week. Uh, I really like ground turkey, not 99% lean. I like to eat around 93% and then 7% back because that's like the uh, perfect texture for me. But what I'll do is just I'll cook a few pounds and then I'm normally in the mood for said turkey because I love ground turkey. So I'll keep one Tupperware that I can munch on throughout the week. And then the other just go in the freezer. And whenever I really feel like, yeah, this would be a good time to eat this turkey. Then I'll pull it out. It's already cooked. I've already cooked it. So I'll pull it out, let it thaw for 24 hours, and then I'll eat it the next day. That's how it works for me. But I don't keep it all in the fridge, and I do not keep it in separated little Tupperwares. I keep it in all one one turkey Tupperware thing that I just pull out whenever I'm ready. I'll sprinkle in my meals, whatever. I do not have individual meals ready to go because I had to break out of that because every time I bulk cooked my food and I had my green beans over here, and then I had my rice and my sweet potato fries and my this and my protein pancakes. Every time I had that, I was required to eat it. Even if people asked me to go out to eat and 
wanted to hang out, I'd be like, oh, I've got this food that I really need to eat before it goes bad. And I just don't have to do. I guess I'll cancel on them. Maybe tomorrow we can go out. I need to eat this because it was really just a crutch. It was really just a way for me to be in control. But once I stopped bulk cooking, I really had to decide in the moment, what do I feel like eating? I don't just have it available. So I had to really think what sounds good. And that, my friends, is intuition. All right, number four, journal how your food makes you feel if you think it'll help you. This is not a requirement. I probably did this a couple times when I started intuitive eating, but it at least helped me. For a lot of us, we're so used to writing down all the stuff we eat or um, putting it into an app so we know what we have for this day. So maybe if you're just starting out intuitive eating, it could be good to glide into the process by not just journaling this is what I ate, this is how many calories, how many grams of fat, protein, carbohydrates, but instead, journaling, this is what I ate, this is how it made me feel. Physically and mentally, you can say mentally, I'm a little bit frustrated because I ate this and I haven't eaten this in a long time and I'm scared of what it's gonna do to my body and just confess to your journal how you're feeling. And then physically, you can be like, my stomach hurts or my stomach feels amazing and I can't wait to go to the gym now and like have some fun swimming because I love to swim or blah, 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 or do CrossFit or yoga. Can't wait to use this as fuel or, man, this made me tired. I'm really excited to go to sleep now so I can take a nice nap and catch up on rest because I need to rest. And this is one of those meals that just puts me right to sleep. So heck yeah. However you want to go about it, feel free to express yourself. You, You can write down your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, anything like that, but avoid writing down the numbers and the calories and all that stuff because that is not serving your intuition whatsoever. All right, number five. So this one is a little bit scarier, but I would suggest that you eat out more. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm giving all the total opposite things that all those fitness freaks are telling you to do, but Seriously, in these five steps are, is where freedom lies, truly. So eat out more. Go out with your friends. Get those drinks. Get those happy hour drinks. Get the tapas. Go on a date. Go on a date with your husband or try out Match and meet someone new or eHarmony or whatever. But get out there and eat out more, even if it's by yourself. Take time. I remember when I used to work at my old company, I would go out for lunch Um, I would go to Whole Foods, which is right across the street, and I would listen to a podcast. Every single day, I picked a new podcast. I just had my top favorites that I just could not wait for them to come out with a new episode. And I would just put in my earbuds. I would go to Whole Foods. I would look at the all the food available in the salad bar and in the sandwich section and the prepared foods. And I'd say, "What does what really sounds good?" And it was almost a challenge. Sometimes it would take me ten to fifteen minutes to figure out what I wanted to eat but it challenged my intuition. I had to eat out. I couldn't just prepare it in the morning when I wasn't even hungry and then be forced to eat it later. I had to really think, what is my intuition saying? Do I want something like this? And then I would start gravitating towards the chicken and broccoli and be like, Madeline, no, you don't really want this. This is just what you think you need. So then I'd pull myself back and say, focus, what sounds good? And then immediately something would pop into my head like fruit or Indian food or Chinese food or sushi and I'd be like Mal that texture of sashimi sounds really freaking good right now so I'm gonna go for it and I would go over there and I would get it and I would eat it listening to an amazing podcast that talked all about loving your body and feeding it nourishment gosh just thinking about this makes me so happy like the cycle just was so 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 healthy for me 
And that's how I got to where I am today. These five keys seriously helped me to know what I feel like eating and didn't have to rely on numbers anymore to tell me how to eat. And I just went with the flow. And now I can go out to eat every day if I wanted to and not fear the unknown calories. Because why? Because my body has not changed at all. It's staying in the same spot because I, it trusts me and I trust it. And I know I'm going to stop eating when I'm full and I'm going to start eating when I'm hungry. And I'm going to eat how much I need to eat. And I used the knowledge that I had from my clean eating days to know what foods are going to make me feel a certain way. What foods provide really energizing nourishment and which ones put me to sleep. Everything has a time and a place. And I know that. Eating with the seasons it just makes me feel so much more primal and like intuitive. And that is such a beautiful place to be. All right. So my last one, the bonus tip number or way number six, tip number six would be to stop posting your meals on social media for a while. Take a break. Because once we get into this habit of having to beautify our meals, we start thinking, what are they going to think about me for eating this? Someone makes a comment about how you're eating grains and then you feel bad about it because you're like, oh yeah, I should be eating grains. They make me tired and make me bloated, whatever. When in reality, they actually make you feel amazing, but you're searching for validation from these people you'll never even meet or people you look up to maybe in quotation marks. Like you maybe don't even, you don't even know them. You don't know how crazy they are in real life. So seeking validation from strangers is stupid. And it's something that took me a really, really, really long time to stop. I post meals every once in a while, especially when I have a beautiful, colorful meal, but I do not spend 10 to 15 minutes taking pictures, checking comments, hashtagging it. I have a standard set of hashtags I use for, for different categories. So I just take a quick picture if I really want to show the world how beautiful this whole food salad looks or whatever, post it up. But I don't seek validation. I don't wait for someone to say, that's okay, or that looks good, or mmm, paleo, mmm, vegetarian, whatever. I don't care what people have to say, honestly. I could care less. And if someone says a rude comment, they're off. Because I don't need that kind of negativity in my life because I'm proud of myself for following my intuition. Whether I'm eating ice cream, cheesecake, or a sweet potato, does not matter. It's what my body wanted. So there was a very long period of time where I had to stop completely posting pictures on social media and Instagram and Facebook. I just had to take it off the table and figure out what I really enjoyed eating and really gain my own confidence, my own food confidence. So if you think that you might be the kind of person that needs some time to figure out what you want to eat, give yourself permission to stop posting things. Instagram will still be there when you get back. It's not going anywhere. It's like it is going to be there for a very long time because obviously it's pretty popular. You're not going to be missing out on anything if you stop posting your meals. You're not going to be missing out on those stranger followers that you really want because why in the world do you really want them? What is more important? Strangers giving you validation or your intuition leading you in the right direction? You decide. I'm going to leave that there with you, putting that on the table. This has been a very awesome podcast for me. I feel like I've been very passionate about speaking about this, and I really hope that you took some notes. If you were in the car, go back and jot down these five keys um, later, well, six, whatever. Um, and if you really enjoyed this podcast, I'm going to invite you to go over to my website and download your free ebook, How to Love Your Body Again. Stay tuned because my new website, as I said before, is about to be up. It is almost up and I am so excited. There'll be a new free guide. There'll be so much free material that I'm going to be giving out podcasts, interviews. I'm going to be starting to do some interviews that are 
uh, for my list only. Only my list will be receiving these. So if you're not on my list, make sure that you get on my list. You get on my list by going to my website and downloading the How to Love Your Body Again ebook. And if you go to my website, if you're listening to this podcast episode, you know, a week down the road, two weeks, three weeks down the road, go to madamoon.com. There'll be a new guide on there. It'll say download your free guide. Get that guide. It's going to help you learn how to not obsess over your food or not feel like your food choices are controlling you anymore. And then you will be on my list and you will get those secret um, private interviews that I'm only be doing for my list. So download that. Um, you guys, awesome stuff today. Please let me know what you thought about it. You can send me an email at mindbodymusings at gmail.com. You guys are the bomb. I will see you next week. And last but not least, make sure you go to maddiemoon.com slash self-love event and get those 12 books, one, two, all 12 for 99 cents. I'll see you guys later. See ya.